service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go, go. So Celtic have been turning up the heat in the transfer market with the signing of Australian international midfielder Aaron Moy on a two-year deal and the German defender Moritz Jens on a season-long loan from the French team Lorient. Fashion Sukala could be on the way out at Rangers with a move to Auxerre in France uh, being spoken about. We're awaiting a confirmation, and I think that's all there is to come, uh, which will tell us that Calvin Bassi is away in a £20 million-plus move to Ajax, and Ben Davis is on the way in at Rangers from Liverpool. A fee agreed on that one. Um, and just really waiting on the announcement. All the latest tittle-tattle from the rumour machine coming your way on the Go Radio football show uh, plus the news Kenny Miller that Scottish football might yet have VAR before the World Cup well it's uh, I still think coming in mid-season it's going to cause absolute carnage but I think the sooner it gets in the better I think it's less time that there can be controversy uh, before it actually does get in there I mean it's only what a couple of months into the season that is so uh, yep it's obviously coming in now it's just a case of when uh, and not if so and another Kind of fascinating week in the transfer market and the big teams in Glasgow. Obviously, there's been a lot of chat leading into last week. Uh, there wasn't a lot of action at Ibrox, but uh, since then there has been and Celtic don't seem to be stopping. No, they don't. Um, uh, lots of business going on and quite a bit still to come as well. Um, and you just wonder what uh, Moritz Jens is going to be uh, in the way of a player. He's 23. I think he's about six foot three. And maybe if he gets his chance with Carl Starfeld uh, still injured uh, alongside Cameron Carter-Vickers, then it's an opportunity just to stake a claim. And maybe height is something that Celtic lack in central defence? Yeah, I would say so. I think it pretty much through their team. Uh, there is a lack of height. Uh, Again, he's a bit of an unknown quantity. Uh, don't know too much about him. He's obviously not played at, at the highest level, but what he is going to get, like you say, is he's probably going to have an opportunity early days to really stake a claim for that jersey alongside Carter Vickers. And it's, a, it's an area of the, the team, despite, again, we, we keep saying, even for the start of the last season, about the Celtic backline and how it looked vulnerable. Well, it's a league-winning backline now. It's a team that had the best defensive record in the league as well. So... Carter, uh, sorry, Starfield and Taylor both played their part on that on the left side of Celtic's defence but it is an area where Ange has obviously looked that he needed to improve or needed upgrades with Argentina and Bernabe left back coming in and now obviously Moritz Jens coming in uh, looks like he will get that opportunity to partner Carter Vickers at the start of the season and if it's an upgrade only time will tell 
He was uh, with Matt O'Reilly, I think, at the Fulham Academy. I think, and that's presumably maybe where the connection started and the maybe the thinking started about bringing him in. Um, Matt O'Reilly knew what it was all about. Uh, moved to Lorient on a five-year deal uh, from the Swiss side Lausanne Sport last summer. Uh, made eighteen appearances, seventeen of them were starts as the club finished 16th in league and uh, and he is moving here uh, alongside uh, Aaron Moy who is at the other end of the scale in terms of experience um he's played international football for a long time for Australia um including um under the management of his new manager now at Celtic Ange Postecoglou is he a player you like Kenny Aaron Moy Great experience, you know, he's, uh, he has played all over, I mean, he's, he's had a wee spell up in Scotland, uh, was at Mirren a few years back and actually played in my old club as well, Western Sydney as well as Melbourne City and uh, in Australia, never, I think he got his move to Man City through the connections there probably, never really played or, or don't think he made any appearances for Man City, but a loan deal with Huddersfield uh, and the, playing in the Premier League with Huddersfield and Brighton, he's, mm. got, he's got really, really good experience, so I can imagine him being in, in there and linking up with Callum McGregor maybe more in, in that kind of deeper roles and, and allowing guys like uh, Matt O'Reilly uh, to go forward David Turnbull to, to be further ahead of them so it's uh, yeah he's got good experience playing at 31 now he might be that maybe more controlling player I mean it's been something that was talked about Will Celtic try and find a number 6 I don't really think Aaron Moy is an out and out number six but I think with his experience that he's got and the fact that he's in his 30s now that could maybe be playing more of that controlling role in that Celtic midfield Is that going to mean that James McCarthy's got even less chance of uh, game time? That's been the chat again even since January I think when the signed or signings of Idiguchi and Hitati came in it was kind of knocking him further down the pecking order I mean listen James McCarthy's been a wonderful player and played at the top top level internationally and, uh, and, and, and in club football He's just found game time really, really tough when, since coming to Celtic. Obviously, his injury record has not been great over the last few years and that's definitely hampered his opportunities. He's, he was signed on a four-year deal. He was signed the same day as Joe Hart, wasn't he? Joe Hart's been a great signing. Uh, James McCarthy has been uh, really a bit part player. Um, uh, do you think Celtic will be looking to shift him on? Maybe a, a loan deal somewhere else? Potentially. I would say good luck with that when you're on a four-year deal, probably mm. on a lot of money. Uh but if the boy wants to play football, I'm, I'm sure a loan deal would be an option. Where that loan would be, I'm not too sure. Uh, would it be back down to England? Would he go on loan to another Scottish team? I don't know. These are all questions. He's, he's, on he big, he's going to be on big money, isn't he? So well, if, even if you're if paying a slice of it. If he's going to pay a slice, I mean, you look at the loan deal that Rangers got for Aaron Ramsey, as much as they're still paying a lot of money, it was an absolute fraction of the, of the wage mm. he was in at UV. So if he was to go on loan to another Scottish team, it would be that fraction of his money. More like, even I think if he was to go to the Championship in, in England, I think it would still be uh, maybe a bigger fraction, but it still wouldn't cover his wages, I would imagine. Just looking at some of the quotes from Ange Postecoglou today uh, relating to that uh, double signing, one of them on loan, of course. I'm delighted we've been able to bring in both Aaron and Moritz and uh, I'm sure there'll be great additions to the squad. Obviously, no Aaron from my time coaching the Australian national team and he brings with him a wealth of experience at both club and international level as we've been talking about. Uh, Moritz is a player we've been aware of for a while now and I'm pleased that we've been able to sign him. Uh, they've already had the chance uh, to meet the rest of the squad um, and I'm sure they'll settle in very quickly. Celtic have also signed, of course, as we've been saying, Alexandro Bernabe, the Argentinian left-back, former Dundee United goalkeeper Benji Sigrist, who will 
try to battle for the gloves uh, with Joe Hart, but he is very much the man in firm possession of them at the moment, the former England international. And of course, they have uh, sealed those uh, permanent deals for the three who were on loan, Celtic, uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Jota and Dyson Maida. So Carter-Vickers, Jota, Maida, Seagreast, Bernabe, uh, Jens on loan and Moy on a two-year deal. Um, the most um, high-profile exit so far. Uh, we're right at the end of last season. Rogic and Beaton have gone since then. Bolin Goli, Karamoko Denbele has gone as well. Um, but neither of those really made too much of an impression on the first team. Uh, on, out on loan, the likes of Barkas, Soro, Scales and Montgomery... Um, it's a feral job isn't it across the summer um, getting rid you know cleaning out the squad filleting the squad in a way uh, to make sure you haven't got too many players who actually have got no prospect of playing no that's, that's, that's one when you've got players on contracts or even trying to find out the the future or, or the pathway for younger players like you say Scales and Montgomery have went out on loan it is a lot of juggling you know because what you don't want to have is massive amounts of players where it becomes really, really tough to manage that number of players within a training session when everybody's fit. So, uh, yeah, they need to find the right answers. Obviously, there's, it's been non-stop work for, for Ange and his backroom team over the summer by the looks of things. Seven players in already. You see, a few exits, but it's trying to get that that competition within the squad that it does look like it far healthier than it did at this time last season when Ange was first coming in. There is yeah. real competition now. I mean, you go through... You go through the back line now, we could probably name two players for each position with mm-hmm. Alston and Juranovic. So obviously, the four centre-backs we've already discussed and the two left-backs and Taylor and Bernabe. Uh, and in midfield now, they've really, really kind of really strengthened in there as mm-hmm. well with Moy coming in. Uh, obviously, the, the, the Japanese players came in to, to fight along with, with McGregor, Turnbull, these types of players. O'Reilly came in as well. And up front, it's really, really healthy as well with the, with the competition they've got both through the centre and in the wider area. So the Celtic squad is looking is looking strong so it was only natural that there was going to be people leaving and maybe the younger players who were there at the start of last season in the squad starting games are probably now going to have to find loan deals to further further their development It's um, a pretty mind-boggling competition for places when you do think back a year um, but look at the signings I think it was 15 uh, across last season from Ange Postacoglu and the ones we've named um, some of them were already there of course he's added to it and will continue to add to it uh, one I was talking yesterday and he's part of what you were talking about there Kenny in terms of attacking competition and he used to be a stick on he's been a talisman for Celtic but he's guaranteed nothing at the moment uh, and he is very much aware of that I think every year's had I've said it before like uh, even when I was like starting like every game like at different spells like I don't think I've, I've ever like thought like I'm guaranteed a place and I think it's, it's, it's maybe best to be like that so no I know there's a lot of attackers but I think it's it's good especially with the manager players that uh, that you do have a lot of attackers because there is a lot of games and and it's good to change it up and and, uh, and I think it keeps like everybody like on their toes and that as well so no I think like, the competitions I think it's, it's good for the players and, and obviously the, the manager as well That's James Forrest uh, talking about the battle to get back into the Celtic uh, team. Uh, He signed a a long-term deal and he will want back in there. We'll get to that in a little while, but uh, it is 0808 17 17 700, a number you know very well. Uh, You get yourself involved in the football chat. uh, And let's talk to Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Rob. Hi, Kenny. How are you doing? Fine, how are you? Hi, Craig. 
I know bad, no bad. Just sitting at a train station in Motherwell. Uh, oh, nice. Apologise background noise. Um, yeah, um, I'm calling just. I think you know, obviously, what what's been uh, getting spoken about by the transfer market so far, and I must say, I think over the past month, I've been reasonably happy with what's been happening at Rangers. Because I thought we had a slow start to the market. It felt like Celtic were getting a, a few things over the line, and we we weren't. A lot of Suter who we had already sort of pre-signed in January but now I'm, I'm looking and I'm feeling more confident with refreshing because you look at Matondo Tillman um, Tom Lawrence obviously has come in the door Kolak you know I think these could be really good signings and it, they're important because it might be nice next season to see a starting lineup that's different to any number of variations we've seen over the last three or four years and it might start to look like Van Bronckhorst's side as opposed to the Stephen Gerrard side, um, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I think we are shaping up well um, to challenge Celtic for the title. I, I really do. I, I don't think Celtic are miles in front of us just because they've spent all the money they've spent. I, I do think it's still, the gap's pretty close between the two. Where are you, Kenny, on the on that question of how much business Rangers have done uh, and how much more they you think they need to do? Well, I think the, the signing of Davis, if it does get completed, mm. uh, was a, an area that I did think they, they definitely needed at least cover. If not, someone that could come in as a starter. Hollander's mm. obviously injured again. Suter has got his injury-prone record, albeit he's had a fantastic season, but ended up with with, with an injury. Uh, it remains to be seen again if he's if he's going to be fit for the start of the season or fully fit for the start of the season so it was an area I definitely think they needed at least cover I think Davis is coming in at probably a level of transfer fee he'll be wanting to start mm-hmm. and I'm sure he'll be wanting to nail that starting slot alongside Conor Goldson in relation to how much different will that starting lineup look I'd be interested to see Craig's thoughts on it as well mm-hmm. because I still think when you look at for me, I think Tom Lawrence is a starter because they need a player who plays either off the striker or off the right-hand side where Joe Rebo, Scott Arfield, Fashion Sakala, Hadji, these types of guys have played there. Scott Wright. Scotty Wright as well. There is so many players that have been tried out in that position. I mean, Joe Rebo probably been the main one, but as we discussed on a few occasions, Joe's more of an attacking midfielder. Maybe that's why he's left. You know, maybe he wants to look at playing a position that maybe suits him more, albeit Rangers have got really good money for him. And they've now signed two, three guys that can come in and probably take that slot as well. So it's uh, I think Lawrence for me is a start because I think he'll add goals. And I think within that front line, the Rangers team, there needs to be more goals. Craig, what are you thinking about uh, the imminent departure of, of Calvin Bassey? Was that just a, an inevitability based on the, the the last season that you had? Definitely. Without question, you know, I think the boy's getting his move and he's earned it. And I think from Rangers' perspective, I think it's a fantastic piece of business um, to get the kind of money we're getting. Because, you know, as much as you want to keep players, especially players that have been as as key as as Bassey has been, at the same time, we've had a couple of years where, you know, we've seen Celtic get big money for players and kind of look on, you know, a wee bit envious of that because you think, well, you know, we've got the talent there. We need to look at a model of how we can. Um, you know, get good money for players and reinvest it, which is what the club have, have been saying for years they're going to do. So it was just good to see us finally get, you know, um, some money. And I think you will find, listen, ultimately, when that money gets offered, you can't not take that, especially for somebody like Bassey, who's, you know, he's young enough and clearly there'll be sell on clauses. So I'm sure if he keeps going the way he's going, he'll be, 
he'll be getting on to bigger and better things as well. So, no, he's, he earned it because he was, you know, without question, the best player in the park for either side in the Europa League final was Calvin Bassey. Um, so he, he definitely deserved that. Um, and I suppose we just need to make sure we've got the the cover to um, fill that that position. And we do seem to have, as Kenny was pointing out, they have quite an injury prone back line just now. But you know, we've still got likes. I think Katic is back and stuff as well. So we'd, mm. it'd be interesting to see where Geo decides to go with that. I mean, that is the model, isn't it? If you can sign somebody for two or three hundred thousand pounds and sell them for twenty odd million, um, then that's great. In the ideal world, you'd, you'd have probably wanted another season out of Calvin Bassey if you could have managed it. But once the clamour started, once the auction started, effectively, Kenny, um, we knew where he was going. Maybe a bit of a surprise. It's Ajax who who are not. They, they tend to produce their own, don't they? Rather than than buy in. Yeah, it looks that way. I mean, again, it was inevitable that, that Calvin Bassey was always going to be. Uh, of interest to a lot of teams like you say maybe just a bit surprised it's not been one of the big teams in England that have came for him uh, but yeah the model we signing players at that level of money and moving them on it's, it's every club's dream you know it's the same it's effectively the same as bringing a player through the academy the way Celtic did with Kieran Tierney you're, you're, there's no transfer fee you gain probably very little wages because he's came through compared to some other players and then you go and get a £25 million transfer fee it's a, it's a dream scenario for, for clubs like Rangers and Celtic and, and it's fair play and, and, and like Craig says when that type of bid gets tabled for one of your players there is no way Rangers and Celtic are, uh, are going to be able to knock that back uh, the good thing is now, even for the for the other teams in Scotland, your Hibs, your Hearts, your Dundee United, Aberdeen's, what you've seen now is a, we're getting a far far more fair value for our players now, you know, and that's mm. fair play to, mm. to all the teams for holding out because our talent is there. There's no doubt about it. But what it's been, it's been nicked over over mm-hmm. over maybe the last 10, 12, 15 years where they come in and it might be a million and even for other teams half a million. Now I think we're getting a true reflection of what the today's market is for the quality that we've got in the country. Yeah, I think that is an, an encouraging trend and, and long overdue as well. Craig, before we uh, lose you, um, what about the, the draw for the, the Champions League third uh, qualifying round? Union SG, what do you think? Listen, it's, uh, it's an interesting draw. Um, you know, I, I've no doubt it'll be a tough game. You know, I was reading things this morning in the paper. This team, you know, it was their first season back the top five years, but they finished second last year in Belgium. So mm-hmm. they must have been doing something pretty right. But I think we can definitely... But we've, be, we've beaten bigger and better so we can get past that um, the question obviously for us will be if and when we get past that if you're looking down the barrel of a, a Dinamo Kiev or a PSV Eindhoven that's when you're into the really tough stuff so you know I think be a, it'll be an interesting one to watch because I think what you'll see in the first leg will be a bit of a feeling out process because well, obviously we've not played each other so um, I think there'll be a wee bit of that going on just to kind of figure it out but um, I don't know if we will have an advantage or not because I'm pretty sure their season starts later than ours I think doesn't it we'll have already played a game yeah. uh, in the league before them so that might make us a bit sharper in terms of match time so um, that uh, every bit helps but I'm certainly confident we can we can get through and I think I don't know if Kenny would agree but I think it's it's vital that we get into the Champions League because with that gap Celtic have opened up financially by getting in we need to be able to get that that cash Europa League's great but you want to be in the in the Champions League. What do you think about the draw, Kenny? Yes, I think it's favourable. You've you've definitely dodged a lot of kind of bigger names. Uh, this is a, a a game you would look at and 
you can't take anything for granted in, in Europe. There's, that's one thing for sure. Uh, there's a lot of teams that you might not have heard of, but they're on the way up. And we've seen that over the years, both against Rangers and Celtic in these in these tricky qualifiers, both in Champs League and the Europa League. So you can't take anything for granted. But when you look at it on paper, with the teams and the performance teams that Rangers have beat over the last two or three, four years, and the performances that they've put in at European level. You've, you've got to look to get through that and you know you will be facing a far tougher tie in, in the next round but again when you mention the kind of PSVs and, that, and those types of teams they've came to Ibrox we've played them over the last few years in the, in the Europa League and it's a, it's a game that we've, we've more than held our own in so Rangers uh, have nothing to fear but you can't take anything for granted you need to go and get through it. and in regards to the money I mean, I think this transfer of Bassi will definitely have filled, filled the, the whole of, of the Champions League money that was, or the automatic money that was missed. If, they can, if Rangers can go and get through and navigate their, their way through these two really tough ties and get into the Champions League, it'll have been a fantastic summer in regards to what was going on last season in the Europa League run. Get into the Champions League and obviously moving a few players on for big money have been definitely boosted the bank balance in the uh, Ibrox. Uh, but there's been obviously much kind of... Mm written about over the last four or five years about losses so that will definitely have made a hole in them I thought you were about to jump on a train there Craig <laughs> you know it's more just running announcements of trains being cancelled or delayed oh really <laughs> when, when, uh, when's yours meant to be Mine is at 25 to 6 so All right. but I've got you guys to keep me company until then the well day. exactly we, we we do our best <laughs> and uh, and you make a pretty good good contribution yourself so good to have you on the show and uh, hope that train's on time <laughs> cheers lads all the best Greg the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go go Talking, of course, in relation to that uh, Rangers-West Ham game tonight, uh, which will be affecting uh, travel in that part of Glasgow. Tottenham on Saturday uh, for Rangers-Celtic. Have uh, Legia Warsaw away from home uh, tomorrow night and Norwich at home at the weekend. I think the first time since 1999 that Rangers and Celtic have been playing in the same city on the same day at the same time as they will be on Saturday. Uh, Rangers against West Ham, of course, could have been the Europa League final. Well, could have been, yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot of people fancy that. Where, well, definitely fancied West Ham to get through. Maybe no many people fancied Rangers to get through against Leipzig. But obviously it went the other way. Rangers got the job done and West Ham fell short against Frankfurt. So uh, it was, uh, again, they had a decent campaign last year. Really, really good team under Davy Moyes. Obviously, a mole manager, Matt Warburton's in working there as mm. the assistant or one of the assistants now as well. So it'll be, I'm sure he'll be looking forward to coming back to Ibrox. Those are big matches, aren't they? Those are matches to get you up to speed, the likes of West Ham and Tottenham. Brilliant games against top, top teams. Again, you'll, Rangers will probably be a little bit ahead in regards to where they're at in their preps. Uh, the English teams normally come back a week, two weeks sometimes uh, later than us up here where pre-season, where our season's starting a little bit earlier. But again, still a brilliant games to play against. Uh, like to really test yourself in, in this at this time. It's a really good test to see where you're at. And again, all that is, is it's minutes in your legs, you know, and, and prep for the big kickoff in a couple of weeks. 
We were going through the full list of uh, Celtic ins and outs, mainly ins uh, or um, those who are staying <laughs> in the case of uh, Cameron Carter Vickers, Jota and Maida. Uh, Rangers, well, Goldson and Suter. Obviously, Suter was, we knew, was coming from a fair way back. Uh, Connor Goldson surprised us when he looked to be doing his farewells and signed a four year deal. Davis Arfield and McGregor are staying on uh, for another year to uh, keep on. Inputting their experience and talent, uh, Cholak assigning, Lawrence assigning, Matondo, Tillman on loan. In terms of uh, uh, on the way out, the only really significant departure has been Joe Aribo. Time will tell how significant uh, a miss he is for Rangers. You know, you, on the face of it, you would say definitely yes. Uh, Southampton uh, is his destination. Um, and there are, there's lots of talk at the moment uh, and lots of noise about Fashion Sakala maybe heading, uh, well, he came from Belgium and going back to France, maybe Auxerre, uh, who I think have got themselves back into Ligue 1. And uh, I mean, what Rangers don't want is numbers, just numbers for the sake of numbers. And that could be where he comes into it. Um, they're bringing in some attacking players, Kenny, and maybe um, it's not going to be him in the squad next season. It's looking that way and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, he found game time tough to come by and I, I, I still really don't know what is it. Is he a winger? Is he a number nine? I think he was brought I think he proved he wasn't a, a number nine, didn't yeah, he, last I think, season? I, I think if you asked him, he might say that's, that's, the, that's the position he wants to play in. But he found, I think, his best or his most effective times was probably coming off the bench and maybe playing on that right-hand side. Uh, it seemed to suit him a little bit more but when you go through the list of players who could potentially be playing in that I mean there's only one real winger slot available when you've got Ryan Kent mm -hmm. so Ryan Kent you've got him on the left and between Lawrence and Matondo new signings you've still got Wright you've got Hadji you've got young Alex Lowry who can play you've got Scotty Arfield who can play off that and has played off that, that side of the pitch as well so it's uh, it's no surprise to see him still getting linked uh, with a move away because he, as much as he found probably game time uh, and minutes few and far between this year or last season it's probably going to be the same again or even worse this year so and that's that's a reason why I think when Aribo's went as well there is a lot of numbers in there and again Joe Aribo playing off the right hand side for me I don't think that's his favourite position he would probably rather be more central mm -hmm. in, in an attacking midfield role so uh, it's no surprise to see him move on and, and again the, the players that have came in Tom Lawrence could probably play in that maybe more attack uh, midfield role if you were playing with a Ryan Jack maybe and a Lundstrom is kind of maybe a two more quiet or disciplined ones mm. having Tom Lawrence a Ryan Kent and maybe a Hadji or an Arfield or a Matondo off the right I think that gives you there's, there's really really good options and yeah. flexibility within the players that we've mentioned Yeah when you flash those names around it, you know, it begins to sound like a really deep Rangers squad just as we've been saying in the case of Celtic and all those players competing for the various positions um, the same message would be very applicable to, to Rangers when you reel off all those names both new and old That's it and then you throw obviously your number nines Morelos, Cholak and, and, and Kamar Roof as well there is I mean that's probably about 10 names we've thrown there it could mm. play anywhere in the front three positions if it's a 4-3-3 or if Gio maybe went with a 4-2-3-1 which are quite similar formations but you could maybe get an extra attacking player in the team if you played that way so there's plenty of numbers plenty of cover uh, I do like the look of the way it's shaping up and I think it was Craig who was talking about a, a gap between Celtic and Rangers or Rangers for me there, there's, there's no gap between the teams it's who's going to be the most consistent like it was this year Celtic were the most consistent team over the course of the season their performances after three, four games in were, were sensational 
and, uh, and and they took the league you know so it's up to Rangers to wrestle that back but both teams are really really well matched I wonder what the future is for Billy Gilmore uh, who was sent home from the Chelsea training camp um, it doesn't seem as if he's going to be getting any game time uh, for Chelsea this season what do you think Kenny we need that season long loan at Norwich there was a whisper that that, that might be ended halfway through and Rangers could be a possibility for him for, for a loan I wonder what next it's a crucial time in his development isn't it it is and you know it's, it's, it's like the word development now we, we Billy's 21 mm. Uh we had a loan deal last year which when I seen it happen I thought right I didn't feel it was probably the right place for him at, at that time based on it was always going to be a hard season for Norwich uh, Billy wants to play a certain way and, he, and he, he's very very good at playing I mean, make no mistake about it this kid's still a top top footballer what is really really important for him is now at this time he finds the right fit for him so if it's not going to be at Chelsea which it might not be I spoke to him a few weeks ago about it and just before he went back to pre-season and he was he was looking forward to getting back to pre-season and getting back with the, with the squad and, and trying to force his way into it. It looks like it might not happen based on the fact that, I mean, sent home's a wee bit, it's a wee, it sounds a bit harsh, mm. doesn't it? But mm. I think he's, when, you, when you start to look at a squad, he's maybe, maybe Thomas Tuchel's just looking at it, there may be guys ahead of him at this moment. Mm. Doesn't mean that he can't force his way back into it, but it may be, there, I think he's just signed a long-term deal yeah. last season as well, so it may be another loan deal for him. For me, it's really, really important for him that he gets the right team that play the right way, and that might be a different league. You know, it might be a different league. Mm-hmm. It might be a, a Spain or, or mm-hmm. somewhere where I think, I think I've, I've spoke about it before, I think that kind of technical game uh, is maybe more suited to the way he plays, that possession. I mean, he's, as I said, he's a top, top player, and I think he should be playing at the absolute top of the game, but he needs to find that right fit to go and showcase his talents. Did Norwich damage him last season and did his Scotland form suffer, do you think? You know, I think, like, see when see when people start to say things on social media-wise, a lot of people can jump on the bandwagon and, you know, it's no Norwich's fault. Like, Norwich have got a no. job to do. They've got to stay in the league. But for for Billy, I, don't, I just didn't think it suited him. You know, so did his Scotland form suffer? I'm not sure. I don't think he ever let us down in, in any Scotland games. I think when we had those two performances against Ireland and against Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Ireland, he never played. I think he came on quite early in that game, but against Ukraine in particular, a lot of kind of things were levelled at him, but it was a really poor performance for the team. It mm. wasn't just a, a poor performance from or an under-par performance for Billy Gilmore. It was a really poor performance for the team. Uh, and it obviously it, it, it killed us going to the World Cup, you know, so... It's, uh, things can come off the back and then when he gets left out of the team after it all of a sudden you, people jump on that as well think about Steve Clark thinks the same things he's mm-hmm. left him out and, and you become a bit of a scapegoat but there's no way it was that Billy Gilmore's still one of our top midfielders there's no doubt about it and we'll see a lot of them in the years and he's, again I'm saying he's 21 as if he's old now it's just that he's past that like, I mean, I, I've still got him on my phone as wee Billy. You know, mm, he's, he's, mm. he's now no wee Billy. You know, he's Billy the man who's are you playing... Big, are you Big Kenny? <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, <laughs> I think it's because his dad's Big Billy. Yeah. His dad's yeah. Big Billy. So it's uh, it's one where I just I want to see him do well because I know the abilities that he's got. And that I said, I think it's really important that he finds the right team that, that he can fit into and he can showcase how good a player he is and all the attributes that you've got it's really important for a player that you find that that you find the place where you're valued mm. you know because this kid's a talent he absolutely is a talent so he just needs to get that right place that he can go and showcase that talent Talking about Scotland 
Uh, could Lauren Shankland, do you think, be back on the international scene if things go well for him? It seems as if he's pretty close to signing up with Hearts uh, after his spell over uh, in Belgium. Uh, he's an exciting talent, isn't he? Uh, if he if he if he's a regular in the team, well, what he did, he found his way into that Scotland setup uh, after his performances for a number of years and his goal scoring exploits for firstly air uh, and, and the championship and, and I think League One as well mm. and then Dundee United uh, again never had a great year within the, the 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 Premier League when he came up I mean I think he found himself in and out the team and got a few injuries as well mm. goal scoring he never scored anywhere near as much as what he did obviously in the championship years but he's he found his way into that that Scotland setup. I think he got his goal and his, and his debut as well so he's a uh, He's not proven at the level. I don't even think he's proven at, at SPL level, at Premiership level, mm-hmm. sorry. So he still needs to do that. But if he's playing every week, a manager knows him really, really well. Had him at Dundee United in the, Nielsen, in, yeah. in, the year, in the year that Dundee United got promoted. Scored a lot of goals uh, that season. The coaches know him as well. Gone Forrest will know him really well, Lee McCulloch. So it's a place where I'm sure he'll feel really, really comfortable and he'll be given the best possible platform to go and show that he is capable and is able to score goals at Premiership level. And if he does that and he's playing week in, week out, there's no doubt international recognition could come because I still think that slot is still available. Uh, Lyndon Dykes had it. Shea Adams has is, is is been a really, really able performer of the last kind of six months when Lyndon's kind of been injured a little bit and found himself uh, fighting fitness that slot is still available for somebody to really grab that number nine jersey and, and show that you can score goals on a regular uh, on, on, on the regular international level so yeah I think that could definitely be on the horizon for Lawrence coming back into Scotland and being right under the nose of the manager but he needs to prove and stay fit get in the Hearts team which is already a good team mm. uh, get in that team and get scoring goals It's a big vote of confidence that and as you say uh, Robbie Nielsen knows what he does uh, very well but Hearts were comfortably uh, the best of the rest in Scotland last season they've got eight European ties between now and Christmas uh, guaranteed they've got money to invest in the team uh, so I guess if they are going for Shankland maybe he's not a person that's short of belief in himself anyway um, but that's a, that could be a key role for him in a, in, a, in a team that Robbie Nielsen wants to continue growing he doesn't want to sit back and uh, congratulate himself on what they've done up to here uh, he wants to kick on doesn't he? Listen they will do there is absolutely no doubt about it I know I know the three three lads pretty well they had a wonderful season last year like his best of the rest is actually and it was by, I think it was done in February effectively yeah. they were I mean, yeah. they had they're pretty much uh, third place nailed in European football again back at Tynecastle. So they want to build on that. They want to make sure that they're in the in the group stages of the Europa League and not not necessarily the Conference League. So it's a real test for them. And that that opportunity to play European football, playing a really really good team within the league, it will give Lawrence the opportunity to go and score goals. Uh, like I said, they'll have to dislodge a few of the players already that are in that are in the building. Guys like Boyce are really, really good players. They've got other attacking players as well. So he'll find but they're not going to sign Lauren Shankland without the, maybe the thought behind actually playing him. And they might see Boyce as someone that can play in and around him. He's a really, really clever player, Liam Boyce. So that might suit him a little bit more as well. So having someone more as a focal point and him can use he can use his uh, his qualities to help that. But he's uh it's will be a good signing on the face of it. Uh, I said he needs to stay fit and, and get himself in that team. Talking football on Glasgow's own Rob McLean and Kenny Miller. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go, go.
bit of getting rid of the producer uh, during that uh, commercial break and Chris's travel as well. But we finally showed him the exit door. Uh, he's out. He was giving us a bit of serious earache there, Kenny, wasn't he? Ah, oh, he's talking some nonsense there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Lydia Warsaw against Celtic uh, tomorrow. Uh, Chris was talking there about the traffic implications of Rangers against West Ham tonight. Celtic in Poland uh, to continue their build-up to the new season. And that match is part of the swan song for fans' favourite Arthur Boritz. Um, a fan's favourite with both of... Uh, the teams, of course, uh, Celtic thing, uh, Celtic playing Legia Warsaw. Uh, Boric spent five years at Celtic. He won three titles, two League Cups and a Scottish Cup while uh, capturing the hearts of the Parkhead faithful. Kenny, you played with him and against him. You did. Yeah, I had a season at Celtic with, with, with Arthur. Uh, I mean, a wonderful goalkeeper. Again, probably stereotypical of a goalkeeper. Absolutely crazy. Uh, could do some wild things off the field but on the field I mean an absolute wonderful goalkeeper I'll still remember the, his, his penalty save against Man United in that I think it was in the 89th minute for Louis Saha mm-hmm. that, that got got qualified for the, the last 16 of the Champions League on that night uh, and I'll also never forget playing against them first trip back to Celtic Park why do you remember that? <laughs> first trip back to Celtic Park with, uh, with Rangers uh, I think it was was it 3-1 at the time? Kurt Broadfoot goes down the right flank, crosses one and Arthur just had a, a bit of a mind blank and just dropped one right at my feet to tap it in for 4-1. So it was, uh, yeah, good memories, Arthur. I mean, listen, he was a wonderful goalkeeper at Blester game, mm. that's for sure. Uh, some some crazy moments, is, but was a was a wonderful addition to our game in Scotland. Wonderful goalkeeper and a big character. A bit, a bit, a bit like the guy that we've just said farewell to in the in the last few days. Absolutely, uh, a huge character he was, and obviously again it was tragic. Obviously, I mean a, a, a great turnout for Andy yesterday, mm. uh, and a good send off by all accounts. Uh, but Arthur was in, in that mould, you know, a wonderful goalkeeper, uh, crazy off the field. Uh, but when when he crossed that white line, he was he was a goalkeeper that put points on the board for his team. Couple more uh, transfer stories uh, down the scale a little from uh, Celtic's double dealing uh, today. Dundee United have signed Australian uh, Mark Berigiti. Do you know? Do you know Mark Berigiti because he's come from Central Coast Mariners. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, he's uh, he's been a solid performer in the league for a number of years. Uh, again, he's probably thought of as one of the one of the better ones, maybe the top two, top three goalkeepers in that league. And again, I think we touched on it last week. It's a market now that the Scottish teams are looking into. You know, there's some really really good players in the league. Uh, they're, they're good value for money that's for sure uh, based on it being a wage cap league over there uh, and with the greatest respect to goalkeepers I'm sure they don't get paid uh, the most across in Australia so really really good value but he's a good goalkeeper really athletic agile uh, he'll have to adapt his game and, and adjust to life in Scotland obviously weather wise more than anything else mm. But, well, uh, what you mean? Well, <laughs> well, I suppose the last two days have been absolutely sensational. It's a good enough. time to sign him, actually, and tell him it's uh, always like that. You know, that's probably why that. I mean, the timing's everything, isn't it? So it'll be a decent addition there. Again, he'll, he'll, whether he'll go straight in as number one or whether he'll have to earn that jersey remains to be seen. But obviously, losing Benji Seagrass, there is a there's a door open there at that for that slot at Dundee United. And Jordan Jones uh, is back at Kilmarnock, uh, rejoining on a season-long loan deal from Wigan Athletic. Uh, Twelve caps for Northern Ireland. Uh, he ended last season, of course, on loan at St Mirren. He played 13 times for the Paisley team, um, but didn't really set the heather alight. And you kind of thought he would. Um, will he be better on more familiar ground and under the management of Derek McInnes? We'll see. 
Yeah, again, I th- on, on the face it, it looks a really good sign and somewhere where he probably played his best football. Uh, obviously, he earned, his, he earned a move to Rangers mm. off the back of a, a few really, really good seasons at Kilmarnock. So, uh, yeah, again, it goes back to when you talk about players and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you find the right fit and Kilmarnock might be the right fit for John Jones because he's got an abundance of ability, you know, and he's still at an age where he's got plenty, he's got plenty ahead of him. He's, but he's finding his, his, his path back to Kilmarnock and, and playing in a place he's really familiar with. And like I said, he plays his best stuff there. So it'd be good to see him get back to his best. We touched early on, we didn't say a whole lot about it at the time, but uh, the fact that uh, VAR could be with us before the World Cup rather than after it, which is what we were expecting. Uh, the subject was raised at the SPFL AGM uh, yesterday. Um, every SPFL club bar Morton backed uh, the introduction of video assistant referees uh, in a vote in April. A uh, mid-campaign launch was then scheduled uh, when the top flight resumes after the World Cup in the middle of December uh, SPFL and SFA committed uh, to that date but they are open to an earlier start if the technology allows um, Ian Maxwell had explained previously that it would need a good bit of testing uh, but it does seem as if it, it might come in earlier than planned and I think as we've said already I mean mid-season was going to be crazy timing in a sense anyway but I think I'm with you Kenny what you've said about it all along which is let's have it as soon as possible because I think our officials need all the help they, help they can get yeah it's, it's one of them where like, I don't think it's great to come in mid-season but it was going to do it so whether it comes in after or before I think that the sooner you get it and now the less room there is going to be for the all the controversy that will come along with it for that spell where it's not been in there's always going to be controversy when teams look back at the end of the season. Well, had it been in there, we would have won that league, we would have got through to that final, it would have stopped us maybe or give us a better chance of surviving relegation. So there's going to be all these types of conversations anyway. So whether it comes in after or before, I don't think it's going to make too much difference now. Uh, Bayern Munich have signed the Dutch defender Matisse de Ligt from a Juventus five-year contract and the deal is worth about 80 million euros uh, of course Juventus uh, still connected to Aaron Ramsey he was at Rangers last season uh, and it does sound as if those two are going to uh, rip up their arrangement uh, with the various pieces of compensation uh, slotting into place of course one other deal that went through today uh, that caught my eye certainly a player who caught my eye last season and he clearly caught Tottenham's eye as well he was on loan from Middlesbrough at Nottingham Forest last season I'm not sure how much was expected of him he's still only uh, 21 uh, Jed Spence uh, he's absolutely lightning, isn't he, down the right side? You're you're watching Forrest, I think, tomorrow night, but uh, are you going to see Forrest? Am yeah, I right? Thinking? Down, yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, but he's on the move to, to Tottenham. It's a move that could climb up to the best part of 20 million, I think, in the end. Yeah, that brilliant season uh, before us last year. I mean, he, he looked, like you say, everything a modern day fullback would be, like really, really attacking. Uh, like you say, he's on loan initially, and now he's got this almost 20 million pound move to Tottenham. So it's uh, it's been, I think, there was actually a, there was an interesting week in our. Uh, back and forth on social media between him and Neil Warnock wasn't there I think Neil Warnock had him maybe had told or maybe it was him that loaned him and all of a sudden he's he's, he's found himself getting promoted uh, with Forrest and getting a big money move to Tottenham so uh, but Neil's comeback was pretty good as well to be honest with you so but no a wonderful young player uh, had a great season last year and it's a 
big, big move for him. Before we go, uh, let's just scan through the matches. There's uh, tonight and tomorrow night, of course, in the in the Premier Sports Cup. Uh, seven games tonight, and the, the one right at the top of my sheet uh, is probably the one of most significance uh, tonight for all the wrong reasons. Elgin City against St Johnston at Borough Briggs, uh, and already Callum Davidson is under a fair bit of pressure, Kenny. It's not been a great start, and this is this is at this time of season when you're playing games, and this is what this is what the producer James has gone on about at this stage of the season when you've got Premiership teams who are playing these games, which there's no doubt they use them as part of the pre-season and, and they're build up for the big league kickoff. If you don't get the result, right results and don't get the job done and qualify top of the group the way you're expected to do, it can bring untold amounts of pressure on a manager. And at St Johnston, I think it was two draws, lost both games on penalty shoots to Annan and Queen of the South respectively. It just brings you under a little bit of un- unwanted pressure at this time of the season when all eyes are on that first league game. But I've said, said it for years now, with these games at this time of the season, you need to make sure you approach them properly and get the job done because you can end up going into these league, this league kick-off under a lot of pressure if you don't get the right results. It's four for against Trenroir as well tonight, Station Park. Uh, Inverness Cali Thistle against Albion Rovers. Uh, Billy Dodd's team are going to be prominent again, you would imagine, in the Championship. Montrose against Dennis Muir. Uh, Partick Thistle against Fraserburgh. Queen's Park uh, scoring goals for fun against Dundee. So that could be interesting. That's all Championship now, of course, with Queen's Park having come up and Dundee having gone down. And then the final game tonight is at Fourth Bank. It's Sterling Albion against Aberdeen. Have had two 2 0 wins, one at Peterhead, one at home to uh, Dumbarton. They haven't really uh, given anyone a serious going over as yet. Um, but I guess still assembling their squad. Seven signings so far, Kenny, for for Jim Goodwin. Is the jury out, do you think, on Aberdeen? At the moment, it has to, I mean, it has to be. You know, there's no... In Aberdeen, well, everything that they've achieved over the last uh, over the last few years, finishing second, having European football, getting to cup finals, for Aberdeen Football Club to be finishing uh, 10th is, is unacceptable. So it was always going to be a big overhaul when Jim had his first summer uh, and it remains to be seen whether they, uh, they, they actually are in a better place. You know, I think it's really, really important Aberdeen start well within the league season. Again, even these cup games, I mean, they've taken care and they've got their job done so far in the cup games. Mm. So that just gives you more time building into the, like building into the big kickoff a week on Saturday. So it's, uh, yep, Aberdeen really, for me, need to start really, really well in the league. That's been a quick hour. Hopefully Craig and Cumbernauld's got his train by now at uh, Motherwell uh, train station. Uh, thanks for him taking part in the show. Thanks to you all for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And we're back tomorrow night with another Go Radio football show. And it's Paul with Peter Grant. And it's live at five. The Go Radio football show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go.